Welcome to Iconic, where we talk about all things 13th Age. I'm your host, JM, and with me as always are Nick and Mark. Hey, hello. We got a great show for you this week. We're in Class Acts, and this week we're going to be talking about the Commander, but we have a returning guest host, Becca. Welcome back. Thank you so much. So yes, we're going to run through Class Acts. We're going to talk about the Commander. We're going to talk about our favorite powers. What makes this unique? This is one of the more unique classes to 13th Age. We normally start off our Class Acts discussion with the history of the class across the D20 lifespan. And honestly, this is one of the more newer ideas to D&D. I think looking back in third edition, in the miniature game, Chainmail, when they brought Chainmail back, you had the Warlord. And then in fourth edition, you definitely had this idea of a martial healer, kind of a martial version of the cleric in the Warlord. That's kind of where the commander seems to be pulling from. I, I mm-hmm. couldn't think of anything else from first or second no. or even third. <clears throat> no, there's nothing... Nothing in there that I can remember. Yeah, it's just you're different here. Even other other genres, you don't really have a commander. It's right. all mages and healers, and yeah. it so, almost feels like a fighting version of the bard, where the bard is kind of like a spell casty thief with some healing. This is really a fighter who also has some sort of like a rallying ability. Mm-hmm. So, would you say this is Thirteenth Ages one unique thing? Oh. No, I would definitely go with the occultist for that. We're gonna, <laughs> that's going to be our next class hack because that class is amazing. But no, I think that it is a it is a interesting way because again, hit points don't actually represent hit points is a very nebulous idea. It is not really wounds, right? It, it's really more of as long as you are at one or above, you're completely healthy and. When you drop from positive to zero or negative, that was the wound that hit you and hurt you. And so up until now, we've really seen magic is what brings you back, right? The bard's healing spells, the cleric's healing spells. But really, if it represents fighting spirit, someone yelling at you to rub (laughs) some dirt on it and get back in the fight makes a lot of sense. So thinking to fiction, can you guys think of any... Really good, like fiction. Yes, I did. Um, it's it's not written. At least I didn't. I think it's written based on a book. But uh, there's a TV series called uh, The Last Kingdom, and okay. Uhtred, son of Uhtred, the Saxon raised as a Dane, now works for the Saxon king, is a commander. He's he's a great fighter in himself, but he's a leader. There's a reason the very religious. God-fearing king keeps him. He wins battles for him. Right. He leads men. So right. yeah, that's that's mm-hmm. what the commander does. Mm-hmm. What about you, Becca? Um, I was thinking of Theoden from Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. uh, oh, because be he. Really I mean, the Battle of Helm's Deep. Like he rallies men and elves continuously to keep the fight going until Gandalf can show up. Right. Yeah. Uh, mine was Whiskey Jack because I'm completely obsessed with the Malazan series, but even uh, going a little bit broader in like Wheel of Time, like Gareth Bryan, you know, like the great commanders that they talk about in that series, they were, they were able to draw more out of the people they were fighting, you know, or or, or Matt, or Matt, Matt Cawthon and his ability to know the battle and set things up. He didn't rally as much, but he was the the strategist that could... Figure out this is how we have to fight the battle. Which, which your one, some of these things. 
Would your one unique thing be a wall fell on me and I'm not in this adventure? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Not bitter about, what is it, seven books out of 12? It's probably not that much. I'm misremembering. But he definitely is under that wall for at least like three books. (laughs) What about you, Nick? What's your... uh, What's your iconic commander, if you will? The one that comes to my mind is also from the Malazan series, and it's a uh, uh, Dujek one, one arm. arm. Yeah, which and I don't like him not just because he only has one arm. <laughs> what, about, <laughs> what about Coltane? Yeah, yeah, Coltane's a good one. Yeah, there's several commanders. I mean, it deals yeah. with armies. Yeah, again, it depends on the books you're reading. If it deals with armies, you have to have a commander. If it's right. mm-hmm. Conan, yeah. Just but Conan, Conan leads. He does. I think part of the trouble that I'm I'm having, I'm people that are coming to mind are commanders on a broad scale, and not necessarily commanders of a very small. That's why Whiskey Jack team. stands out yeah. to me because it is the Bridge Burners are like five people. Like that's an adventuring party. Yeah, Nick. What would you? How would you describe the commander? What's what's what would you give as an overview of it? Uh, I would say that this is definitely one of those support role classes where you are your goal is to empower the other players and the other characters. The thing that's interesting about this is that you're providing those aids and those boons to those other characters on their turns. Whereas, you know, the bard and the cleric, you're you are providing those aids and boons on your turn. And then that lasts throughout until, you know, your next turn. But this one, as a commander, you have to be listening and watching what's what are the other players doing as their actions and interrupt those actions to provide some sort of uh, benefit to them. It's a pretty complicated class to play. It is. Like I would put yeah. it up there with the wizard. Yeah. And and I'd say too that in performing your talents, your abilities, your powers, your uniquenesses of the class on other people's turns, that doesn't it's not limiting you as a character in that you don't it's, it doesn't take away of what you're going to be able to do on your turn. It just means that you're going to have stuff to choose to do on your turn and you have to be paying attention to what everyone else is doing and have a good understanding of what all are they trying to do so that you know when to step in and spend those command points and unleash whatever that ability is, whatever that boon is. Right. You got to like the class. You got to like If you like class. to just charge in and beat down the enemy, which that is a lot of times I play those yes. kind of characters. They're fun. Um, then this isn't for you. This definitely is. You can get into melee to generate command points, but you're not the tank. You shouldn't be up front mm-hmm. just doing that. You, yeah, if you're just swinging and, and dealing damage and not doing interrupts to give boons to other players right. with your commands and tactics, then this isn't the player. And if you're, if you're, one, if you're a player who you're really focused on your turn and then you don't really pay attention on other people's turns, this is probably not the class for you because you really, your turn is about generating command points. Yeah. And then you're waiting to spend them. As as the title says, you're the commander. You're trying to direct the fight in the best way. Right. Right. I think this is a really good fit for those players who, who know the rules so well that they want to play everyone else's character. They're like, no, you really need to be doing this because this is more strategic. Or you really, do you really want to cast that spell? I mean, <laughs> think about this one you could be doing instead. Uh, this is the chance for that player to step in and actually start giving out commands and helping other people play their turns. That's true. Now yeah. remember that it's not a license no. to be a jerk. <laughs> no, and it doesn't. Yeah, it, there's never a license that, for de- that. Depending on what you take, too, it's not. Okay, Maris, you must cast a spell. It's more of an interrupt to wait a minute. You're going to do something? Let me do this command and give you a plus four boon because that's my charisma bonus. And now you have a boon before you get to act. Mm. Or you that missed your roll by one point. You missed so your roll. Hey, you know what? I'm going to give you another save. Make that save again to end that effect. Right. Yeah. That kind of thing. But again, that's where you have to pay attention to where you're going around. Okay, it's your turn. All right, take on going damage. Make your save. 
you fail. Oh, wait, I got an interrupt. Roll that again. Yeah. So that's how you have to see it as a support and helping other people. If you're listening and you don't want a commander in your group, it's not like, yeah, that one person is running the whole group. Right. Right. But they definitely offer a lot of boons. Well, and there's definitely some resource management going on there, too. Right. It's not oh, that definitely. you can just do whatever you want to do mm-hmm. on every turn. Mm-hmm. I mean, not only mm-hmm. do, are you only allowed one interrupt action per round, but you also have to spend command points. Right. And that's a limited resource. Right. Yeah. Is it? Now, what were there you? are some things you can take to increase that. That's true. Yes. All right, what were you going to say? Oh, I was just, when I had looked at the commander class and, like, the fact that you can interrupt, you have to know what everybody else is doing. You can't be... The solo player, the other class that I was thinking of was the cleric. The cleric needs to know mm-hmm. how many hit points does everybody have? Who am I supposed to be healing right now? And so, yeah, you can't be a player that only cares about what are you doing next. You have to be listening to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And is that player down? Is that player staggered? Do, do they need to rub some dirt on it? That's right. And like <laughs> keep going. I love the names of the commander. Abilities. They were, they made me laugh. Oh, yeah. Merely a flesh wound. I, right. You die when I tell you you can That's die. Right. <laughs> I feel like, actually, I feel like, like, I really enjoy 13th Age core rules. I love all of the names of the powers in 13 True Ways so much more. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're exquisitely they're crafted. Great. Yeah. We were joking when we had a commander in our uh, 13th Age group that her abilities were based on the fact that friendship is magic and as long as she's friends with everybody in the group she's able to help us and it's so sad that she's gone now i mean yeah and then the player has to be they have to be organized Mm -hmm. to know okay what can i do next who needs it and then very strategic about it Uh, and just kind of what you're saying i would just say like just a call out to nick and Maris, if I were playing in a 13th age game, I want Nick playing my cleric because oh, yes. he, he and Calvin take like meticulous notes oh, during yes. the fight to keep track of everyone and go, ah, you think you need healing, but really this person needs healing. Yeah. And why do you think I fight so long to keep Maris alive? <laughs> yeah. All of my potions go and to her. <laughs> and it, it's not that bad because you can do like Pip did where because he randomly rolls uh, different things that happen. He generated a heal. Hey, who's needing healing? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't, you know, it's not like you have to be this super no. meticulous. Nick does it, but you can just say, hey, who's really hurt? Who's the most hurt? I mean, sometimes you know because the character's dipped over on the table and they're <laughs> unconscious. But you can throw that out there for them mm-hmm. to do stuff. But it definitely this one, because they're interrupts, you're trying to do it before something bad happens. Right. right. So yeah. we do our- pay attention. Yeah, when we do our next class acts and we do the occultist, it's kind of the same way. Your class does not work in the classic turn structure. You shine in between turns. Mm. So, as Nick was saying, there is a resource that you have to manage, and it's command points. You either give up your standard action to get a D4, or you hit someone, and if you hit, you generate a D3. Which so, it's risky because if you risky, don't hit, then you're right? not generating any command points. Right. And, and so you either have to give up your standard action or risk taking the hit. But the class shines with command points. And so that's kind of where you're going. And as we were just discussing, there are feats that adjust that. You with fight from the front, you can get more. With way the odds, again, you can get more. Um I actually really like the champion feat for way the odds, where if the fight goes on long enough, you can get them as a quick action as opposed to a standard action. Oh. And then there's some other uh, tactics and commands that can grant them as well. 
Uh, I'm thinking of outmaneuver that, which is only usable when you don't have any at all. And then you just, you use that to gain a point. Yeah. Now there are, Mark was saying that you're not necessarily a frontline fighter, but there are talents that allow you to kind of sculpt this a oh, yeah. little bit. Yep. Yep. Um, either as, um, giving yourself more weapon skill, better armor skill, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the armor one's good because when the enemy misses, mm-hmm. you can generate points. So, yeah, there's different things as you craft your, you know, no two commanders, like a lot of the classes, no two characters are the same. You can be the stand in the back and sit on your horse and direct the battle, or you can be up front swinging a sword, giving your rally cries, generating command points to expend. Yeah. If you don't get any, you're not doing a whole lot. So you need to get, find something that generates command points. Right. Now, uh, as Mark was saying, you've got a lot of talent options. So what were talents that stood out to you that if you were playing a commander, you would pick this one? Never say die. Never say. What does that one do? Uh, once per battle, when an enemy scores a critical hit against you or a nearby ally, you can increase the escalation die by one. And if you take a feat once per day, you can use this talent twice in the same battle. So if something bad happens to your group, you can help by increasing the escalation right. die. Um, champion feet, the target of the critical hit can heal using recovery. So there's different things as you look at the different trees to generate stuff. I thought that was, you know. That was awesome. Never stay yeah. die. Yeah. No, I mean, mm-hmm. they're, uh, what about you, Nick? I really liked uh, combat maneuver, which allows you to choose a, a fighting maneuver. Um, I thought that would it add a lot of depth to the class and uh, maybe give you better options of what to do when you don't have any command points available and you need someone else in there fighting and, you know, strategically, it's not really a good choice to just stand back, use your standard action to regain the hit points. I also like moment of glory where you roll a D4 at initiative. And then at some point in time, you can add that value to someone else's attack roll. That mm-hmm. one's nice mm-hmm. as well. Becca? Uh, into the fray. Not uh, Walter Frey. No, not Walter Frey. <laughs> uh, at the start of each battle, before you and your allies roll initiative, roll a D4 and that number of your allies gains a benefit, either a plus four to their initiative or a plus two bonus to AC that round. And in like an ambush or in a something, an encounter that gets thrust upon the players and you need a quick resolution to it to be able to get a quick initiative or a an AC bump just that first round mm-hmm. could be really useful. That's good. I mean, and, and the feats that go with it are pretty good. At champion, you get a plus two bonus to AC also applies to PD and MD. Yeah. So... That can be a big bonus. Yeah, especially... Especially like the Berserker. <laughs> Low AC. Yeah. You're, you're not bitter about that at all. No, no, I don't no. mind it. I really like Destined to Lead, which is when you roll a five or a six on an icon relationship die, you get two bonus command points for the whole session. But when you spend those, you have to say how it ties into the icon. That's how I would want to play my commander. Like, just how can I work that... Right. What story are you telling? That's right. And that's, I mean, Nick, when you were explaining uh, 13th Age to that gentleman who sat down at our table while we were playing, like you were really stressing how narrative focused 13th Age is because it is. It's it's one of the one of the unique things of 13th Age combined with the fact that like it was funny because he was like, it seems really like fluid and, and loose. And then we got into combat. And he was like, oh. Like, yeah, it's really wibbly-wobbly on one side and then very focused on the other <laughs> side. Um, but commanders break down their powers into two groups. Commands, which are your interrupt actions, and tactics, which are kind of your powers. For me, personally, uh, <laughs> my my favorite one is you are a, a precious snowflake. Again, the names are just great. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, and there's such that as a commander, you know, you're supposed to be calling out orders and you could just read these. Yeah. Most of them fit. are, most of them have exclamation points at the end of them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Um, you are a precious snowflake is an interrupt action at third level. It's when it, somebody uses their once per battle racial power, roll a D20 and on 11 or plus that they don't use that racial power and they can use it again because dang it. You are a precious snowflake. <laughs> I am. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> what is a command that stood out to you? Oh, it's a higher level one, but it was the seventh level command. You know what to do. Again, just being able to like turn to somebody and go like, you know what to do. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. And in that one, it's an interrupt action. It costs four command points. Yeah. Some of them are pretty expensive. But your ally can take an extra standard action that turn. And so if you do have a fighter, uh, a monk, somebody who's hitting your enemy, you can say hit him again, essentially, and get get it down and hopefully keep your cleric alive. Yeah. And we'll be honest, that one combined with the wood elf racial ability really gives me hives. (laughs) So I got to play a commander next. You can play a commander, but I'm next 13th age game. I'm running. I'm switching up the wood elf, uh, racial ability. Oh, it is by far the best racial ability in the, I think it's fantastic as a cleric because then I have potentially two full standard actions along with my quick and my move. And I can start slinging out a lot of heals with that. That's true. Thank I, you. Yeah, I'm going to like, like you and I'll have to talk about yeah. it, but I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of reworking it for games going forward. Yeah. And, and there's actually three separate commands that effectively give that same mm-hmm. ability as you level up. And if you were to reclaim those uh, same commands, it becomes a little bit more powerful. It's like mm-hmm. the fifth level version, you have to be engaged with the same enemy. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the seventh level command um, costs you four command points, but then the ninth level tactic, it just is a trigger. You can just uh, use it and then hopefully you roll a 16 oh. plus uh, to be able to use it the next combat. Cool. What are the tactics that stood out to you guys? I really like to hit harder. Because uh, that allows another player to re-roll any damage dice and keep whatever the new values were, which would be very thematic to, they roll them, see a bunch of ones, you're like, hit it harder, <laughs> and re-roll it, and the next thing you know, roll an eights. Buck up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I you and one one 1d4 nearby allies, uh, each target gains temporary hit points equal to the average number of hit points gained when it heals using recovery. So you can quickly do a quick buck up to the whole group, really. Yeah. I mean, you and up, you know, up to four other people. And at champion, it's twice your charisma modifier. And epic, one of the targets, also heals uses recovery. So you can take something that's really beat up. Everybody gets it. All right, you get also another recovery as you keep going up. So I like that. Buck up. Hold the line. There's a on your feet maggots. That's yeah. That's my tack. That's the tactic that I love. Yeah, the buck up is a tactic. That's yeah. fifth mm-hmm. level. That mm-hmm. Oh man, take two allies who are staggered or at zero hit points, and they get to heal using two recoveries, but are dazed until the end of their next turn. And I mean that that is such a malazan. That is such a malazan thing for a commander to yell like, "No, I don't care. Get out there and do what you're supposed to." And two mm-hmm. recoveries is. That's a lot. That's a lot of yeah. healing. Yeah. Um, I actually don't. We'd have to go back and look at the cleric, but I don't know that there's necessarily any other power that lets you do two recoveries in a single heal. Uh, I'm not thinking of any spells that would allow you to do that. I yeah, mean, you get yeah. the the plus double your level, which is it's definitely not two recoveries. No. Yeah. Well, like buck up. Everyone got your average, yeah. and then at champion level, you can go. You know what? And you're going to get an extra recovery. Yeah. So it's really two heals. Yeah. yeah. I also like you'll die when I tell you to uh, die. Yeah, yeah. I was just looking at that That's one. That's a good one. 
Yeah. And that you, helps with the death save. So mm -hmm. uh, for that one, you spend all of your command points, and then you your allies' death saves get a plus to the to that save equal to however many points that you spend on that. Yeah. Twice what it is. Twice what it's it plus is. Plus two per plus two per bonus to the death mm -hmm. save for each command point, yeah. and you know, so you, depending on what you have, and at an epic level, you just it's a natural twenty. You're just, yeah, it counts as a natural counts, twenty if they succeed. 20. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that would have helped. There. That would have helped when Maris dropped. <laughs> Death save plus two. And, oh, natural 20. Well, what's nice is that there's no minimum. So it's however many you have left. So even if you only had one command point yeah, and you have six, that epic feat. It could be one. Yeah. 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 If you have six, it's plus 12, and that's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, what about you, Becca? Oh, I don't know. Um, what other ones did I have? Buck up on your feet. You know what to do. You're a precious snowflake. I mean, I just, I just really enjoy it. And, and yeah, the idea of yelling these at a table at people, just the power, man, the power. <laughs> Mark, did you ever play AT43? I have their minis. I've never played oh, the game. They had, they had the rule that like in order to use the first aid pack or whatever the healing action was, you had to yell medic and the other guy could be like, I'm sorry, you didn't say it. You don't get to do it. Well, if you guys were going to play a commander... <laughs> Let's talk backgrounds. Do you, do you want to talk tactics or just commands? We just did. We tactics. kind of mix them. There were some oh, yeah. commands, okay. some were okay. tactics. Okay. They do kind of intermix, and that's one of the things we can mention. You get to pick a mix, and they mm -hmm. don't recommend all commands or all tactics. You should mix. And as you read through these, you'll see there's really no bad ones. You just kind of figure out how you want your commander to work. And it's good to have a mix of different commands and tactics Well, and in, remember, in there. And you get talents, and just, yeah. there's a lot of things... Well, and when you level up, you're allowed to switch them out, yes. right? Like, or maybe even if I think what I, I tend to be like during a full heal up, you get to mix them up. But that's just um, I don't. So I don't know which is the actual rule, huh? Um, so backgrounds as commanders, what kind of what kind of backgrounds or one unique things would you, if you were playing a commander, would come to mind? For me. Um I would have the party encounter the town drunk and found out that he's this failed general mm. and to redeem himself joins your group and slowly comes out of leading armies to leading the squad of a cleric, a monk and undead sorcerer and oh, man. <laughs> chaos major. <or> whatever. <laughs> yeah. And a badger. And a badger. Hell badger. Uh, another unlikely commander would be like a folk hero, somebody who has been almost elevated into commander status, but they're unsure of how to do it. And so they're, like, they're very charismatic. They can mm -hmm. encourage you to keep going, but they don't know what they're doing. Like, they don't know what they're doing. They don't have the tactics or the strategies or. Yeah, that's kind of the direction I was thinking, too, is just someone who they they naturally lead, but don't realize that they have that talent and they just lean into whatever the situation demands and they rally the troops. And I'm like, if I'm going to be telling people what to do, I'm going to have the background that says, I know what I'm, I'm doing. <laughs> like, you know, ex legionnaire, you know, Sergeant or, you know, something along those lines, something along the lines of like, I, like I would really lead into like the like trained kind of aspect of it. I was born for this. Yeah. Like literally like, uh, well, with Destined to Lead, right? Um, icons, like, obviously, in my mind, like, Great Gold Worm, Emperor, Crusader, kind of. Are the yeah, I thought the Crusader, too. Uh, I think the book, they... You always think the Crusader, but though, Mark. I think the Crusader It was the first great. one that came to my mind. 
Yeah. He's used to giving orders. You'll That's do true. this my way. Uh, the Orc Lord would be another good one. You know, just yeah. again thinking of where where are the defined conflicts in yeah. in the world, and, and that's a, a well defined one, f- just yeah. from the book. Dwarf Definitely. King, I think, from the book in here, the yeah. you know, kind of a natural fit. And at the same time, I think you know, as every game table varies and every Dragon Empire mm-hmm. is a little bit different. I mean, personally, I would probably have the Elf Queen have a lo- lot more of a military force than what she's described as, and so I mean, my commander uh, might be coming from. From the Elven fighting forces, sort right. of thing, or some sort of background. In yeah, that. it doesn't have to be grand armies. It could be like a ranger that led a squad. Well, that that's or something. You know, something that came into my mind. If you're doing a commander, like we talk about GMs talking with players and vice versa. Like when you're building your first level party, if you have a commander in it, maybe everybody take a background that ties you into the group. Like we've hmm. we've done. Actually, I don't think anyone here has played in my Blackhearts game. But we did a sci-fi game where they were a military squad. That was going in. That was their, here's why you guys are together. And so that could be like just having commander in the party. You could come up with the, the theme of the game, not centered around the commander. Because, you know, if you're playing a commander, you already like telling people what to do. You may have ego issues. I'm just kidding if you're playing commander. Um, why I do make, you think JM wants to play commander? <laughs> That's right. I don't have ego issues. I have whole subscriptions. Um I was thinking that if your character were to die, and because I was thinking that Maris go out very close to dying, and thinking through, I you know, there's a high probability I would spin up a commander as a result of that. Um, thinking through, you know, what we were talking about in last episode with the character deaths and the idea of an agent of an icon coming in, and like you guys screwed this up. You mm. need some help. You need some yeah. oversight, and I am here to take charge. And I, I hit you with my wrench. <laughs> <laughs> You can really do that with basically any character, but that's just yeah, a that's way fair. to like look at it and say, well, how can we, what's a good, easy way for us to like get to the group together? And a commander kind of implies that there's some sort of group mm-hmm. to get together. Well then, and then if you're going to be playing a commander, there's also your negative icons. If you are a commander because an army came through and raised your village mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you realize the only way to get back is to be in charge of an army. Like Braveheart. Right. Yeah. So that's how you become a commander. So it's not so much that you have a positive relationship with the elf queen. It's more that you have a negative relationship towards whoever came through. And I, I can see you're the commander that, you know, you get sent from Santa Clara because Maris dies. I've been briefed on this group. I guess I'm here for punishment because maybe the prince pulled some strings and got you pulled from that nice assignment to... This band of misfits. Oh, yeah. And that's why you're here. Right. Because remember, you, that's what's part of the, the whole idea of backgrounds is that you were doing something before this adventure That's started. right. You were doing something before. Why are you here? You should be leading. Or, what? Okay. What did you do to get this assignment? <laughs> that's right. Because, man, you must have screwed up. <laughs> well, and, you know, because going back to kind of, in my mind, the iconic commander, Whiskey Jack. Whiskey Jack used to be a high fist, and now he's a sergeant what's going on there? Like, that's a background, like former Imperial High Fist. What do you mean you used to command the legions? Not a legion, but the legions. Yeah, yeah, you know, now I'm here searching for some magic weapon on a volcano island that belongs to a red dragon. We're all going to die. Hi. (laughs) Well, any final thoughts on the commander? Is this a class that that you could see yourself playing? that you would want to see at the table. I think what I've been realizing more about myself is I I think I really like 
the support role classes. So um, the cleric, the bard, the commander. Um, I think that initially I, I wanted to be out there being the the frontline fighter, and I think I'm getting more enjoyment out of helping all of the other characters. Is that because your fighters keep getting disarmed? <laughs> it might be. But I, I have seen this play out in uh, video games too. It's like when I'm doing some co-op stuff, it's like I'm, I'm doing more of like healer type classes yeah. and I'm just really enjoying that. So I think, and I mentioned earlier that um, if, when Maris no. passes, uh, I probably will be playing the commander as the next one. Very cool. When James says disarmed, he actually means losing an arm, <laughs> not a weapon. I, I have... Nick has lost more fingers than I can count on how many characters that he's lost arms with. Um, so we kind of talked a little bit about how they would be used in the Dragon Empire. Paladins, you know, you could play a paladin of the Crusader or the Great Gold Worm. If you were doing a more classic fantasy game, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even know if there would necessarily be that much reskinning. Like, I don't think so. No. I could see a commander show up in, in my D&D game and... Try to get this group together. <laughs> Fail, but try. Captain Stamgert. <laughs> Captain Stamgert. Stamgert. I know you're not listening, Chris. Different Chris. Chris with a K. But uh, if you're if Pippo dies, you have to play Stamgert. <laughs> We're all in agreement, right? Oh, yeah. All right. Excellent. And if you'd like to support the show, you can do so by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash iconic podcast. Or by using our Amazon referral link, which you can find in our show notes or on our website, to do your online shopping. Well, you've been listening to the Iconic Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, you can contact us at iconicpodcast at gmail.com or call and leave a voicemail at 720-924-1706. And be sure to check out iconicpodcast.com for news, updates, and new episodes. Thanks for listening.